just gotta talk smack about what I want, huh? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, comics, and much, much more. I'm your host, Josh Scard. There's no Alex this week, so I am flying with the two anime boys, uh, the Talking Smack co-host, Lewis. Lewis, how you doing? I'm a co-host now? Awesome. I thought it was just some bum. You're on the thumbnail, man. I thought that was some bum you picked up off the street. You're like, yeah, you are kind of like, well, no, Alex is a stray cat because he's actually a cat person. Um, but you're <laughs> you're some kind of cat. I don't know. What what else do people pick up off the street? Squirrels, raccoons, skunks? Uh, whatever's more the most rabid. I'll take that. <laughs> and the other part of the anime boys with talking smack is Slade, uh, also known as Archibald from the Game Club pod. Slade, how you doing? I'm good. I, I just know that you're far too proud of yourself for that audio intro for the show. Uh, I'm were, glad you, you guys so... enjoyed it because I picked up on that the very first time I watched through this, which I did watch <laughs> through twice to make sure I picked up on things. Um, but I clocked that one immediately. I'm like, yep, that's going in the intro. <laughs> oh, what there pe- you go, what people don't see is Josh's smug face when he sees Lewis and I start giggling about it. <laughs> Man, I, I listened to uh, a YouTube channel called Wrestling Bios where they're going through and doing like side by side episode comparisons of WWE Monday Night Raw and Nitro during the, the Monday Night Wars era of wrestling. And he said the guy who uh, runs that channel says talk smack a lot. And I'm just like, I want to steal it, but I'm not taking his voice and putting it in my podcast. Doesn't like Stone Cold say that almost every appearance anyway? I'm sure you can find a clip of Stone Cold saying it. The Rock coined the phrase SmackDown, or I'm going to lay the SmackDown, whatever, um, which is also what led to the WWE SmackDown show uh, being created. You, you you officially know more about wrestling than I do with that little tidbit. I <laughs> I grew up in, I, well, I shouldn't say I grew up with that era, but I, I, I lived through that era and I was really big into it, um, uh, so, which is part of the reason why I'm watching Reliving the War is because it's part of my childhood is a nice nostalgia kick gotcha. and I stopped watching about where they are now. So I've always been kind of curious as to like how much worse shit got after even 13 year old Josh is like this, this is getting ridiculous. I remember stupid. not to get, get off on a tirade. I remember the day I stopped caring about wrestling and that was the day that sting opened his mouth. I was like, Nope, he's talking. That's it. Done. <laughs> no, no, you just ruined everything. There's, there's nothing, nothing to live for anymore. <laughs> Nothing on pro wrestling, Slade? No, no. I was the uh, the practice dummy for my older cousins, though, because they had a trampoline. <laughs> so obviously, yeah. you know, yes. and, and you're the youngest of the five cousins. Right. So I, I I was scared of wrestling because I knew it meant that I was about to go get slammed on the trampoline. Out back. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally thrown uh, off the thing, quote unquote, I accidentally. Got, yeah. Yeah. I got thrown off the top of like Chester drawers and all kinds of things. <laughs> oh, man. So, you yeah. guys went ECW. People got to practice their diamond cutters and their and their freaking, you know, people's <laughs> elbow and all that and sharpshooters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. So. So for me, it's more of like a like not a well, now it's a positive childhood memory. But at the time I was like, this is awful. Why are we? <laughs> I just want to enjoy time with my cousins. This is not yeah. enjoyable. See, that's that's yeah, where kids exactly. come into play, man. I, I, I power wrestled uh, Dante. He loves the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the promo, I do have to make a correction from last week. Uh, I said that. Antonio and Justin have a podcast called Between Two Balconies, which in my in my like just stress and anxiety of having to talk about what Madam Web, I goofed and it's back to the balcony with Antonio and Justin. That's their podcast. I Between Two Pods is Slade's other podcast that he has on the Game Club pod channel. Yes. Uh, so I, I my mind just kind of merged the two because there's too many between or back number two podcast in my life story. now, which there, there's two. A likely story, so. but, but good save nonetheless. <laughs> it's, it's, I've had them both on, so it makes sense. You know, I, I've talked to both of them, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I just blame Madam Webb for giving me an aneurysm, and I'm trying to recover from having watched the finale of that movie, if it so can be called. By, by the way, um, you had an innocent casualty, which was my wife going out with uh, the other person <laughs> that was on the podcast there with you. And Beppo, she was, yes. she was a tag along and 
boy, did I get an earful, even though none of that was my fault. <laughs> but anyway. We profusely empathized with Stacy for being dragged along w- with Beppo for that event. And I mean, we applaud her for sacrificing her friendship with Stacy for the sake of the podcast, but hopefully Stacy doesn't hold it against her for too long. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, talk about Chainsaw Man. But first, we're going to go hear from Matt and Adam over at Decaying with the Boys. Welcome back, Judge Jordan. You know who it is. Whoa, whoa, it's- whoa, Matt. This isn't an episode. This is our promo. Well, what's the promo? Just to tell everybody about our podcast, Decaying with the Boys. Oh, where you and I get together and talk about craft beer and combat sports and horror movies and whatever else is on our mind. Yeah, from Buckle to Bell, we cover the best combat news in the biz. Oh, yeah, we do do that, don't we? Yeah, every week. Yeah, and you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and on YouTube. We're at GayNWTV on all social media. So catch us out there and have a beer with us. Cheers. Slade had a few beers with them just a couple weeks ago. Oh, a few beers is an understatement. Let me tell you, I, I, I didn't feel great the next morning. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, give a tip of the hat. I, I don't do podcasts. In fact, I don't know why I'm on here. Uh, but that, that's a, that's a promo. That's that a is. promo. That's... Can we also talk about Matt and Adam are very blessed with their voices for podcasting. Also, they yes. have that nice. Yeah. They have that nice like deep voice that you want to listen to you know what i mean like read me a bedtime they, story they have that. they have charisma behind story. it they, be, they, be, they belong on radio if radio weren't dying oh yeah yeah they i, I would listen to them nine to five in the morning whatever oh I'd, I'd listen to them on my five minute commute to work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd listen to them caress me to but, sleep just gently caressing yeah. my hair just matt where's our bedtime stories <laughs> where are they <laughs> <laughs> i would I would definitely recommend anyone going uh, who has not listened to Decaying with the Boys find the Between Two Pods episode where Slade gets to talk to Matt and Adam. It's almost 90, 100 minutes, but it's it's a lot of fun. Like I, I dare say that it is the best Between Two Pods episode that, that you have done it's, yet, Slade. It's definitely the hardest I've laughed next. Them and uh, the Elder Trolls, which came out recently. Mm-hmm. They they made me laugh for something really stupid. They were doing a D&D game with uh, AI to be the, I guess, role play the NPC characters for the game. They were like, oh, yeah, make sure you tell the shop owner that his store smells because the AI couldn't do math. And I just had the mental picture of being in a shop and telling the owner that it stinks because <laughs> <laughs> they gave it the wrong change. And uh, yeah, those guys have great chemistry. But same with the, the game with the boys. They were fantastic. I've been meaning to. You heard it here, Josh. We don't make him laugh. <laughs> the, the nightmare to edit is what that was <laughs> i'm i'm sure it took me like a week to work out oh my god <laughs> sounds like a nightmare speaking of nightmares to edit it's uh another podcast where we talk about anime so um let's get into it uh G- blah, i was gonna say called josh and slade why am i referring <laughs> to myself in the third person lewis and slade had commissioned me to watch chainsaw man which is a relatively newer anime uh, based on a manga. But as is the case with these anime episodes, I will let Lewis and Slade take the lead, or in this case, Slade, because Lewis doesn't podcast. <laughs> First of all, commission? I didn't pay nobody for nothing. So like, mm. but anyway. Challenged. I'm sorry. We just we just told you, hey, Josh, you're watching this, yeah. and you're like, yep, content. Uh, we're doing yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, go for it. I'll let you I'll let you spin, spin it off there, Slade. Sure, no problem. I'm going to kind of do this the same way I do the anime corner. I've got each episode with short description on there. We can just take a little episode by episode. Uh, first one, I like to just call it Denji, the Yakuza, Chainsaw Devil, and Zombies. Uh, first episode, we're introduced to our main character, Denji, at a young age, and we're introduced to Pochita, the Chainsaw Devil incarnate. Potato Chainsaw Dog, yes. Yeah, uh, fun fact, also ha- is voiced by the same voice actress who does Pikachu in Japanese. I believe it. If you didn't know that, <laughs> which I think is adorable and a little fitting, weirdly. Uh, this is a world that is filled with devils now a devil could be anything uh if people fear it a devil can be spawned of it and i'm I'm tiptoeing around a little bit of if people who haven't read and haven't gotten more information i'm kind of tiptoeing around what anime only people know 
So things like uh, Sea Cucumber Devil. I guess people are scared of Sea Cucumbers. Don't know why you would be. One of the early ones you see taken out by Denji and Pochita is the Tomato Devil. I don't fear tomatoes, but I really dislike tomatoes on my hamburger. <laughs> you know, so hey, that essay can wreck some people. But see, right, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. So the Tomato Devil is really weak because that's a dislike, not an actual fear. As we get into things, you'll notice devils becoming stronger and stronger because they're things people actually fear, and they have different abilities based on. Well, the way they're feared and the way they're perceived by the public. For example, you know, everybody's scared of chainsaws. Chainsaws are scary. Makes sense. Uh, one second. I'm sorry. I have a, my phone's going off. No problem. How dare you? It a spam call, Slade? He seems to be having a good time, so I doubt it. All right, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> Three seconds left on this. Uh, there we go. Perfect timing. Okay. So anyway, so as we go on, we'll talk about more devils. But the first one we encounter is the zombie devil uh, who has taken over the Yakuza, promising them power. Them not realizing that them getting power is essentially becoming a horde of zombies. Josh, how do we feel about this just established in premise? I like the premise because it is very interesting in concept. Like you said, there can be some that are just ridiculously silly, like someone's afraid of the dark. Like how do, how is a darkness uh, <laughs> devil incarnate? Um, I don't think we got to that kind of that one in the show, but it, no. with the look you gave me, it sounds like something that might come up. <laughs> I don't I don't follow the manga, so I, I'm strictly anime. So the there you go. But Miss Makima talks about in I forget the example she gives, um, but like if someone's afraid of pennies, like there's not that many people who are afraid of pennies or copper in general. So like if there's a copper devil out there, it wouldn't be very strong and would probably not look very intimidating either. No, it could be easily taken out. You know, this one, I think, really kind of establishes that it really establishes Denji as he is orphaned. Uh, you're introduced to him at his father's funeral where you find out his father owned a owed a lot of money to the yakuza basically denji now has to pay it off otherwise the yakuza will kill him very very sad like opening there like the, the what they build up to it uh right. also kind of shows off what uh what denji's uh you know, what oh, denji's well, all about and will be all about yeah like somebody gives him a thousand yen coin to eat a cigarette that's still like you know that they've been smoking and then he takes it because you know what like he needs every little penny he needs every little penny that he's getting right now. He's talking about, you know, his his dream is what he's uh, going towards. And at the beginning of the show, his dream is I just want to have bread with honey, jam and everything else on it. These are like things that we consider not a luxury, a basic thing that you can go get from the store. Denji can't afford that. He's talking about having to split bread with Pochita for like a week. He truly cares about Pochita. So like, yeah, even though he's this weird little chainsaw looking dog thing. Like he cares for him dearly. It's the only friend he's practically had during this whole mess. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's roof over his head and, and Betty Puchita. I, I think it's also in that first episode, there's Denji attempting to make a cake where he just mixes a bag of flour and water together. I don't know or, if I remember that. No, one I don't think that's, I, I think that's in, I'm sorry. I might've spoiled a, a little flashback for you, but yeah. There's a thing of him trying to make a cake to celebrate his birthday. It's really sad. Mm. Denji's life. Sounds like they really play into like how sad his life truly is in the manga more. Cause the, the first episode is really just kind of building up towards this, uh, this RoboCop ending, which I was not expecting. Basically by the end of the episode, uh, the zombie devil takes out Denji. Um, the, the Yakuza lure him to an abandoned warehouse and they, they just outright kill him where Pochita is like, I, Hey, your dreams sound super fun. And I want you to be able to have those dreams. So I'm going to become your heart yeah. essentially. Because essentially too, as Pochita, he, you treated me well, even though it was exactly a, the, the little devil thing. So you treated me well, you loved me, you housed me, you fed me. So yeah, let's, let's rock it out together. He, uh, Denji becomes RoboCop, but instead of being a giant robot, uh, he becomes a, person again but he is able to summon the abilities of chainsaws and grow them out of his hands and head <laughs> practically every yes. limb he can i think so yes, well spoilers yes. lewis we got to get to that later 
We're not there yet, Lewis. We're not there yet. So let's talk about <laughs> episode two, which uh, I've got written here as Woof, uh, the original Aki Denji fight with the testicle devil and finding Denji's new goal, which is to touch boobs. Yep. Which I remember, yep. <laughs> I remember uh, when this show was going on, you were like, I'm going to get you to watch this, Josh. You might not like it because there's a guy in the show that really wants to touch boobs, but you're going to you're going to watch this. But now that you have context and how I actually like how like innocently sweet that actually comes by. He's like, you never thought he'd be with a woman or innocently whatever. Innocently sweet is that's a little that's a little strong. It's, I know it's, it's, it's strong. Sweet. It's strong. But at the same time, like where he came from, he never even thought he would even come to it. So. It's basically something that every boy dreams of and he never had the opportunity. And now there's right. an opportunity right. for him in some fashion. You also have to consider how like young he is as yeah, well. Exactly. Prime puberty age. He doesn't even know how old he is, really. No. Because he says, I think I just turned 16. Yeah. He's never been to school or anything. Like, again, I don't think we can iterate enough that Denji's life sucks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The, the peak of his life at, at, a certain point once he gets these chainsaw powers is the fact that he can sit down for a day and just make jam toast. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yep. The fact that he's got, he's got an apartment later on and he can actually eat, to- just eat food. Like, Oh my God, I got jam right. toast. I have a toaster to make this toast. Everything's good. So we also need to talk about, uh, Aki as well. Who's the character that we're introduced to. Um, he works for the, uh, I actually just, completely blanked on the name public for safety the public safety Hunters. commission yeah and he aki is in charge of denji first thing aki tries to do is get denji to quit by beating the shit out of him yeah. in an alleyway yeah. it's great. and you find out denji doesn't fight fair and uh this is where the testicle devil joke comes in where <laughs> uh, denji essentially just kicks him in the nuts retaliate to the square kick in the nuts <laughs> repeatedly though <laughs> and that that was a great bit because denji he's he's a guy who fights with honor and or not denji yeah. aki is aki, a guy who fights yeah. with honor and he's just like oh you were kidding and you really just went straight for the nuts yep and denji's like fuck <laughs> that if i take you down i take you down and here's how <laughs> I, I love and I like that that comes back later in the in this uh season as well yes where, that was great uh, they take down the big bat of the season and they've got him tied up and Denji's just like, oh, hey, I was just about to kick this guy in the nuts. You want to join me? And, and Aki's <laughs> kind of just like, uh, it's a great bonding moment. No, it's a great bonding it is, moment. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a, a great bonding. Yeah, moment. it's uh, it's good stuff. On the last bit for this episode, we're also introduced to one of the fan favorite characters. Power. Power. That's her whole name. It is Power. Power and her pet cat, <laughs> Meowie. Power is a fiend, so she's not a human or really a devil, but she is the blood fiend. This is a uh, a fiend in this world, essentially a devil that's taken over a human body. So it does have intelligence, like it's able to speak, it's able to be cunning, uh, and a couple other things. But there's a few more fiends. We'll get to them a bit later. And it's there's a difference between what Denji is as well as what power is, because right. among other things, I think they said that uh, a fiend is a corpse that yes, a devil has taken over, yeah. whereas Denji technically was dead when uh pochita gave him his abilities but it, it pochita essentially gave him new life it's it, right, pochita it, didn't it, sacrificed itself right it's, right to it's let denji yeah. become alive again instead of taking over denji's life it was a yeah it was yep. a selfless act versus a selfish act essentially is what it comes yes. down to great great way to put it so episode three bat devil uh, some people are really scared of bats should be scared of bats uh thank you say uh, they are cute but it's also how you get diseases like Ebola, if you're dumb, for example, yeah. <laughs> so it's understandable that the Bat Devil is fairly strong, uh, and who has captured Powers Cat Meowie and ransomed uh, yeah. Meowie because yeah. he he had his arm chopped off. Uh, I find it really interesting with some of the things that because one of the things devils want out of their lives is to eat humans or to like terrorize humans. I think it's more just to consume them. A little bit yeah. of all, not all of that. It, yeah. A little bit, a little bit of everything. Like they, they get enjoyment out of. Well, they also get stronger them. for doing that yeah, too. They gain With strength. fear, yeah, and the, yeah, the end of the yeah, exactly. Fear drives them forward. They, gets them they can heal through uh, ingesting human blood. So I, I like, I don't know if it's just because he's a bat devil, and maybe because bats can be a little more picky with their diet. 
Uh, he, but he's constantly calling out how like, oh, there's tobacco smell in the air and how, how are people eating this? So he's he's a lot more picky and he's willing to point out like, oh, you smoked a cigarette? I'm not going to eat you because you're disgusting. Yep. Right. He's a little more picky on his diet and everything. He's basically ransoming Meowie, as Josh said. Uh, Power tricks Denji into taking her back out there, thinking that he's just going to rescue the cat. Uh, instead, Power tries to feed him to the bat devil. Actually, does feed him to the bat devil. Yeah, he gets some blood at least, and then uh, yeah. he ends up eating Meowie and Power at the same at yep. one point. And that because at that point, Power essentially just gives up. He's just like, "Screw it, just take me." The hook to Denji rescuing Meowie is the fact that Power promised Denji the opportunity to, to squeeze her, her boobs. boobs. Yep, and I, <laughs> I think it's the start of episode four where he defeats the the bat devil, and we don't see the the conclusion to the fight, but we just see that the bat devil is just completely eviscerated guts right. everywhere. Meowie is just hugging the cage, or power is hugging the cage that Meowie is in and Denji's holding her. And she's just like, why I, I betrayed you? Why? And he just silently holds up a finger and points straight at her chest. <laughs> and he, he just goes <sighs> with a little squeezy grab, <laughs> squeezy grab caveman grunt. And yeah. And power is just like, in disbelief about it, like you mortals and what you want. <laughs> like, I mean, it's fair confusion. That's one of the things that I think the gag plays really well for me compared to like the masochist thing from uh, what we talked about with uh, Konosuba, uh-huh. where the masochist thing, I think, just goes way too over the line to con- where it's just constantly there. Right. Where the boob thing, I think, comes up at good punchline moments. Speaking of darkness, I just found out that she's voiced by Christina V, who is also the voice of Sailor Mars, Ladybug and Miraculous Ladybug and uh, so many other things. Um, But I just needed to point that out because found that out today. Neat. Also in this episode, we have what I like to call the odd couple. It's basically Power, Denji and Aki living together. And you find out how gross Power actually is. (laughs) (laughs) She seldom flushes, rarely bathes and doesn't clean up after herself whatsoever the worst roommate you could ever have i would like to point out as well that so we haven't brought up the fact that in this show first of all the intro slaps no argument but every outro is different what's fun about this one in episode four this outro uh took premise from a lot of fan art that people had been drawing for powers different outfits little little fun thing the animators having fun with well not not just that though like just let's Let's call it out. Every every episode has a different outro. Like every oh, single yeah. episode has a new song, a new animated uh, outro scenes. Everything. Um, they 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 had a budget, obviously, based on, from beginning to end. And it wasn't like it's not like the like every you know three episodes looks like six figures, and all of a sudden like oh here's the budget of the episode with a big fight. Like every episode went hard. Yeah, and you can see where they they really took some of that budget too in uh, later episodes. I think like episode eight, uh, there's an extended sequence where you see like a first person perspective as, of someone walking through their apartment while yes. also drunk. So you you they're like swaying in in the yeah. whole thing too. Uh, and I I thought that shot in particular, I'm like they're just showing off with this. <laughs> yeah. So this was uh, Josh. I don't know if you could tell this was animated by Studio Mappa, who did the final season of Attack on Titan. Yep. I can. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's them again. And once again, they're just. You can tell those animators never go home. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, One thing I think is important to talk about with these first four episodes, uh, I I kind of alluded to you, Slade, uh, with this before we started recording. These first four episodes are kind of like the pilot. Like it's letting you get to know some of the main players in the show, mm -hmm. without going too deep into anything beyond like setting up the world and the state of the world that we're in, which is usually done in like a pilot episode for an American show. Right. But because of the premise with all the devils and like the special abilities that you have, I, you do kind of need four episodes to do what this show is setting up to do. If there's a, a litmus test for this show, for someone's interest, I think you need to get through the first five episodes. You need to get through the four episodes to kind of learn who everybody is, learn what they're about and then episode five is where shit gets going. I would I would dare right. say, though, like if you're again, if you're not interested yet at all, like, sure, it might take that long. But I think the first episode does a good job of just hooking you. Like if you're not if you're not at the edge of your seat by the end of that first episode of going, what is going on? And you want to stick around just to see 
what is going on then uh then at that point i, I your your sensory your sensory just broken at that point <laughs> as someone who's kind of seen uh through clips and whatever like slade posting in the discord clips and images of the show i kind of assumed that okay he's going to destroy the zombie devil and then he's going to go live a new life do peter parker kind of thing maybe uh superman whatever but he's just he's chainsaw man where the show goes in episode two is much more different than what i was anticipating happening and that's where i think you kind of need the first four episodes to really get your footing on what this show is about and where everything is going i guess and your perspective you're not really into the anime tropes and all that uh a lot of anime tends to want to go not dark and brooding but just like not in a positive light and they were running with it so like personally i didn't see that coming i didn't see the direction where it went when obviously but like i wasn't expecting a like hey he's now chainsaw man superpower superhero type of situation so i guess it makes sense so i guess if you're if you're not an if you're not an anime normie then yeah you might need the <laughs> yeah i i just think with a show called like chainsaw man uh it it, it seemed more like something where he's unique and he's gonna he's got this perspective on with or he's got this deal with pochita where he has to go build a life and live his dream and i i figured like okay well he's a guy who who's gonna go find and build something of his life now yeah i didn't think he was gonna go get recruited by the first hot woman that he ever saw to go work for uh (laughs) shield essentially i I was about to say i was about to say it was it was either gonna be that or sam jackson's gonna knock on his door next so With the the public service uh, for devils support, whatever it is, the agency is ambivalent enough that I think the show can do a lot more with it than what we have seen so far. Uh, I do think Miss Makima is intriguing, but everyone that is not Denji that is within the department, they're all very flat and you get more of their character through through Denji dialogue, not involving them if that makes sense. Cause like Denji's Denji's just, or not Denji. Aki is just very business. He's very straightforward, but then you meet, um, his partner. I forget her name right now. Yes. Thank you. Himino and Himino. And, um, she's just like you, you get flashbacks and you find out how young he is and, uh, all these other things about him, but you don't get any hints of that with that character part of that is also their experiences like they're they're essentially like war veterans who can only bond with other veterans because only they can know what they've experienced and i get that but it's hard to for me to like really get into a character when everyone's just very monotone and flat and straightforward and the only thing you're telling me that's interesting about them is coming from other people yeah i mean that's that's yeah kind of the 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 whole backstory lore again another major anime trope when you get to things like that like you know i this this all character if he's if he's looking at you flat if they're if, if they're keeping quiet they don't like to show a lot you're gonna get a lot of exposition uh on, on flashbacks and backstories uh or you're gonna get character building uh through through denji you know like the the denji sphere if you will they've got connections to him he will have them open up and reveal something about them and then something tragic will happen on the back end with through a flashback and all that so it's it's a very thin, short uh, of weave, not short, sorry, long weave uh, of a web that like eventually reaches a destination. You go, and you get that aha moment. I'm not trying to say that it's a bad thing because as American audience members or someone who consumes regularly American made products, you're we get spoon fed so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> we get spoon fed so much that we're. I at least am at the point where it's like you you can go deeper. We Americans or the production teams behind a lot of these American made shows right now are just like, what do general audiences want? I made the joke with uh, Brendan from Unsheft a while ago where it's the execubots from Futurama where it's like, will it play in Peoria? Yeah, pretty much. Like, pretty w- much. will it get them off their tractors? What's the answer? Big Bang Theory. Bam. <laughs> Your favorite. It's funny because they're nerds. <laughs> so episode five yes uh episode five i i started this off with a fan thing that's came up forever and you've probably seen it through the zeitgeist of uh mommy makima which i think in the english voice casting she knocks it out of the part while sweet talking uh denji just really oh i gotta listen to that 
Yeah, uh, Aki's backstory, which you know Josh was talking about, which is nice to see. Uh, we get a little bit of Himino's backstory, and then we're going to start with what Josh says is, uh, I guess, the real hook sink is getting into the hotel for the first big devil fight since really the, uh, I would say the bad devil or maybe the zombie devil, depending on the bad. Ask, but, I would uh, say bad devil. Yeah, which I mean, that's only an episode prior, but it's the be- it's the end of episode three. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, the Infinity Devil is what they're about to fight. And there's a really cool scene at the end of this episode with the staircase and them realizing that they're just walking in a big loop. You also get to meet two other characters, uh, Kobeni and uh, Horizua, who I know I'm butchering that name, but I'm, I'm doing my best here. Hirokazu, you mean? Hirokazu? Is that how you... N- Hiroka- yeah, Hirokazu. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, there's a K. You missed a, you missed a whole set I know. I told you. <laughs> Horikazu. Okay. You have to be the two of them. Uh, you find out that uh, one of the things is that Himino is just a big flirt. And she tells Denji, you know, like, hey, go in there and kill the devil. I'll give you a kiss. So he's all, you know, gung-ho, tongue hanging out, like Looney Tunes-esque excited to be going in there oh yeah and uh at the same time though horikazu is following him with the same goal but just prim and proper and you know uptight yeah. about it he <laughs> he even chastises uh himiniko with uh he's just like you shouldn't be so lewd but i want that kiss <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like just as bad but different direction of it yeah yeah I, I I will say that with the hook of this episode being this like supernatural, I mean, the show is supernatural, like very early on episodes of supernatural were kind of akin to this where it's like pseudo horror and the, the idea is kind of horrifying and the, um, the conflict rises more from the protagonists in the situation more than it does anything else within the situation because of their, their circumstance, yeah, the results of the circumstance that they're in. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's more about the, how, how does their circumstance break up their relationship and what, how does it challenge them? And if that was the show, just like a week to week, supernatural detective kind of thing, building up towards them, getting the pieces of, to the gun devil, I would have been fine with that. That that would have been no, <laughs> enough the, for me because like yeah. that hook alone was interesting enough for me. Well, the tension that that built just really gets you out the edge of your seat, going, "Oh yeah. shit, what the hell is coming next?" And the tension is really built more in episode six, while you're watching the characters start to lose it a bit, trying to figure out how are they going to beat the Infinity Devil. Because no matter if they go up the stairs, they end up in the same place. Down the stairs, same place. The elevators don't work. Jump out the window, you end up at the same place. No matter where they go, they go up is down, down is up. Kobeni starts losing her shit. You know, Kazu starts losing his shit. Everybody starts freaking out a bit. And the long way to you also get a little bit of more of uh, Aki and Himina when they were uh, partners together early on. Get a little bit of them, which is nice to see. And you find out the only way the Infinity Devil is actually quite weak, to be honest. It's just a lot of it to get through. And Denji realizes that as he fights the. Uh, infinity devil he can heal by drinking blood it may taste bad but basically he's in an infinite loop of healing while fighting infinity <laughs> yep. it's, it's, and it's, he's got it's, the motivation of his first french kiss yep. yeah exactly he's got the motivation of his first kiss and he just ends up throwing himself into the almost literal bowels of infinity <laughs> so we'll go from there to episode seven you know after defeating infinity because it is a two episode arc essentially that uh, I I believe ends with them having the party. Uh, they they all go out for a drink. Yes, yes, they all go out for a drink. Uh, there is a I, I don't want to say great and I don't want to say horrible scene, but Himino drinks too much <laughs> and vomits and then and Denji gets mouth. his first kiss with a oh, side man. order of uh whatever she ate uh <laughs> you know you know when i heard when i heard about this anime and they said it's going to be uncensored my first thought after reading everything was like boobies no no i was like the vomit you know that's my first thought they do censor that thankfully yeah they did i remember um because I, again i don't read the manga so like when the episode is about to air you know you get you get your feelers out there in the communities all that and everybody was just people who read the manga were all 
hearing <laughs> everyone else who's only anime only going like, oh my God, get ready. It's going to be awful. It's going to be shitty. It's going to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> but even those censored, man, they nailed the horrific sense of like, yeah. oh God, that's something I don't think anyone's ever yeah, thought Yeah, because there's one point where like he pulls his head back, but it's just like dribbling out of her <laughs> mouth into his. And Denji being the way he is, he swallows it. <laughs> in this episode let's let's pull let's pull back somewhere positive we're introduced to my favorite character kashibe who i was telling josh earlier about to me is just mike from breaking bad slash better called saul played by john or er- er- uh john airman john airman trout i cannot say like that trout. yeah yeah <laughs> he's a he's a train the trainer guy right Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's a badass. I like him. Oh, he's he's awesome. Just gruff old dude eats gravel for breakfast. You're not going to get a head start on him. But watching Denji and Power actually start to work together mm-hmm. and use each half of their brain cell to come up with ways to try to defeat him. Amazing. Oh, it's it's tremendous. I love how you said half of their brain cell and not just half <laughs> of the brain. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Well, they they pretty well convey how stupid they are because they're like, oh, yeah, we finally came up with a plan. Let's put on our smart person glasses and go execute this plan. Uh, I forget about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, And then they get butchered through and through. In the manga, it says we're going to start Operation Super Smart. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I like it. I can see it. Um, And then we have to talk about uh, Himino taking Denji home. Or would you like to skip over that? I'm okay with it. I think that's fine because that, that, that's the scene I was referring to where uh, the ep- the the episode with the party ends with Himeno not grinding, but she's on top of Denji while she's very scantily clad and drunk off a rocker. Oh yeah, yeah, and and Denji's like he, he's drunk too. Essentially, yeah. Uh, I don't know how or why because they're both drunk, but I think I feel like he has more control over his emotions. Yeah, he's more aware, but he's still like he's worn out for some reason. Like he's just very tired and he can't yeah. move. It's probably from like the lack of blood, which you'll notice comes up a lot. Like his chainsaws use a lot. So he gets tired from that. Yeah. Wasn't that post the win, win of the infinity, the infinity yeah. fight. Yeah. So that's why he's like, yeah, I mean, he seemed mostly okay. So that that part seemed a little weird to me, especially when they, they mentioned that he's a minor and he wasn't drinking. And then all like, did he get drunk off her vomit? Like, I think I, I think I that's what that... I think that's the implication is that she basically just threw up alcohol, and then he and then he swallows it. Okay, I mean that makes sense. But they again, American normie here, so I no, I, I need them to explain to me. Don't feel bad. I actually never connected it. I just went along with it. So okay, that makes sense though. Ends up not happening. He sleeps on the floor uh, yeah. next to her, of his own accord, of of his own accord. Because of a lollipop, because he got an indirect kiss from Miss Makima. Yeah, and he didn't want to ruin it. So let's talk about episode eight, which I I, I do want to say one mm -hmm. thing real quickly. Um, Himeno's voice actor, amazing drunk voice job. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because she's just like, why is Denji in my bed? Like, I Oh, silly. Yeah, he, I must have uh, dragged him home. It, like, it just sounds so convincing. I'm going to have to watch this dub. I don't want to watch the dub, but I'm going to watch this dub. The, it's It's pretty good, actually. Okay, like, well, all right, wait, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. So, to me, the pinnacle of dubs is is, is tied between Bebop and Full Metal Alchemist. So like, oh, I thought you were gonna say Ghost below. Stories. Oh, well, like it's it's really well done. Uh, some points are a little low, but it's it's done very well. I'd give it like a seven and a half out of ten. All right, I wasn't asking for a score, but okay. <laughs> that'd be that'd be the way I would compare it. Um, right. let's talk about episode eight. You got gunshots. This, this is where Katana the penny Man. drops. And big spoilers. Himino dies. Darn. <laughs> to the to the credit of this show, or maybe the, the manga writing, and just the their ability of adapting it, Himino become becomes so endearing almost immediately. And you feel for this immediately. You because all yeah. she all she really wants is to get Aki out of public safety. That that's the only reason she's in. She just wants to get him out. She was in first, and then he ended up joining yeah. in. And she's like, she sees the. She sees who is. And you're like, oh, you need to get the hell out of here. You don't belong here. Yeah. And after only a few weeks of them being partners, she's like, hey, do you want to go private? Because one of the things they talk about is that most people in public service go into the private sector after like three weeks or three months or something like that. Yeah. It's very quick transfer. But Katana Man, uh, that guy. can go fuck himself. 
<laughs> yes. But I was I was not I, I got Attack on Titan again. I was not expecting no the show. I was not expecting the show to go like, oh, by the way, we're doing this now where it's there's a whole other side of the world that can do the same thing that our protagonist can do that we thought was unique. Right. The two the two other characters they threw at us, uh, Kobeni and, and, and Hiro, uh, Hiro Kazu, like, yeah, I expected them to die like off the bat, but like to do do Himeno like that so quickly and how good of a job they do to, again, make her endearing. You, you almost like fall, not fall for her, but like fall for who she is and what she believes in. You're like, yeah, I'm a root for you from the first minute. And what you notice is the characters that they really get you attached to. Kind of like Denji, you find out what their goal is. And then that gets you. I think what that does is that gives you something to, like, attach yourself to with that character. And then, you know, watch them get ripped away from you. And the, the thing that the wild thing, too, is that, like, they also showed you. She's one of the first ones they showed you were like, oh, you know, they, they make uh, these. So these devil hunters can make pacts with with devils uh, by signing away something, giving away something for her was her her eye, right? Yes. She gave away her eye for what's uh what she ended up going for the oh help me out ghost yeah mm-hmm. ghost the ghost devil cool ass fucking power by the way but the way yeah. she still gets taken out you just don't see it coming because you know everything feels literally powered yeah everything feels <laughs> overpowered You're like oh she's gonna stomp him out <laughs> nope that that was a shocker that was a and then kudos to the writing kudos to the setup because it sucked. The other reason we call this gunshots is that um, a, a couple people get shot in this, and the first one you see is uh, Makima get taken oh, yeah. out by some assassins on a train. Oh yeah. Um, Japanese gun laws are very different from American ones. Uh, it is possible to have a firearm there, but what the time frame that this is supposed to be in uh, to give y'all an idea, since y'all haven't read anything, the Soviet Union still exists. So this hmm. is oh, like this is this the past. Yes. Interesting. They don't definitely don't make that like they don't make that. No, no, no. But Soviet Union is like name dropped. It's it's in the past. There's no modern stuff at the moment. Uh, I just assume that it's kind of like a Batman, the animated series sort of thing where it's like modern day, but also 1955. Yeah, this is more like modern day, but it's also like 1980. Makes sense. So that that would be the little knowledge drop I would give to y'all because that's important later. Noted. So again, again, Japanese gun laws are very different from the United States. Like it's possible to own a firearm, but it's very rare. There's a lot of stuff you have to go through yeah. for it. So to have a firearm assassination on a train, that is a big deal. Big deal. Yep. And the gun devil, by the way, if we haven't mentioned this, is the most powerful devil. Yeah, they 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 exposit that there's a, an event that happens in the United States sometime in the past, and it just created a wave of panic across the world, and the gun devil just. Took over, took power, and mm-hmm. is unable. It will never relinquish it because guns are scary. Um. All right, so let's head over to episode nine. Episode nine. Uh, we find out. Surprise! Haha! Pulled a sneaky on you. Makima's alive. We also find out. Uh, Makima. She's Nick Fury. You, well, how, Nick Fury can't die. We also find out <laughs> how she kills people, and it's scary. Which, which is yes. also very rad <laughs> as fuck. Yes. And uh, we also find out because one of the things when you're introduced to the character Kobeni is that she will not tell you who her uh, devil contract is with. The current fan theory is that it's the assassination devil. And mm-hmm. given some of the skills and prowess that she shows, maybe I'm not oh. too sure. Oh. I mean, I can't put it past the show because it, it just <laughs> assassination devil just seems so like silly on yes. point. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> Like I, I could understand like a murder devil, but assassination devil just seems like they would just be cousins or they would be like like a, a two in one sort of situation. Like they're just split in half and like they share a pair of legs. Right. <laughs> um, so what we're talking about for Makima uh, killing people, she somehow survives uh, a, a shot to the head. Figure that one out for yourself. Um, she's Nick Fury. And uh, she basically calls the uh, public safety, gets some life sentence prisoners together takes them to a shrine does some weird like ninjutsu with their hands they die and then uh by torsion i don't i don't even really know what to call them the yakuza people like explode so the, the, the so yeah the henchmen of the gun devil yeah the henchmen of the gun devil they're out looking to gun uh, no pun intended gun down genji and power and all that stuff in the middle of this 
uh, well, they take the take the life sentence uh, uh, folks. I think what treats them to at least like one final good day or whatever the whatever the fuck. Like, hey, go. They get like a final meal, yeah, and yeah. Uh, she yeah. she got a list previously from an informant of the names of the people who like defected to the gun devils yes. new version of the Yakuza. Yep. And so she has the, this list of names and she has the prisoners on death row say the names. Yep. And then she does some weird, like waterbender hand motions and just like squishes them. Yeah. Uh, from, a, from across the country. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's, it's, essentially it's, it's, it's a, it's a life for a life. I think it's what uh, her power is. It's that nothing's been really told but it's the only thing i can think of it's a life for a life you get a life and then you can take one killing them both essentially but i guess she needs a crow also to keep eyes on who she wants to kill like or did i did i misread that altogether wasn't there a crow flying about that gave they did an eyebrow lift so i don't know but yeah i I didn't catch that don't give me the don't give me the eyebrows what what did i what did i almost what did i what did i almost get come on spit it out there there is a crow flying around not gonna say what it's about though. Oh, I'm so, so she, close. So she's can taste it. My my guess would be then that she is contracted with death. several several devils. Let's put it like that. Yeah, I mean, one of them would have to be death, in my opinion, especially if there's a crow flying around. So one of them, <laughs> I assume, is death, and like they have to be able to keep an eye on the person they're trying to squash. Oh, I just can't wait till y'all find out more. Um, well, tell them to hurry up with the production. So here's here here's my here's my hypothesis. Just so it's like officially recorded. Uh, it's you need a life for a life. Before that thing to happen, you also have to have eyes on where the position of the person that you want to take is. Otherwise, it meets meaningless, and that's where the crow comes into play. And it you know hey found this person. There you go. Give me the name, and then death. So there's a correlation there. Um, I you know, it could be death. Yeah, death devil. Uh, it could be fucking no. Uh. Eye for an eye, the devil. I don't know. The vice grip devil. That would make sense for the squishies. <laughs> the squishies. Yeah, those deaths are, are, are the, the deaths are pretty scared, fucking rad. Scared yeah. of the hydraulic press channel is what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and yeah. I mean, it's made even more horrifying <laughs> in concept because the guys like feel something is off. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like, it's they, so wild. The first time you see it happen, he's like something. What is this? And then he just like twist in the nothing and just blood and blood and pieces and shirts and shoes and we're all along for the ride we're as confused as he is the first time because like the camera pans weirdly things quiet down he's looking around we're looking around like what's going on and then the other thing is that the the gun henchmen are like that's makima we got we got to get out of here you know Mm -hmm. that's right they knew they started running but nope can't escape it Let's talk about uh, episode 10. We cut back to after this big fight with the gun devils, lackeys, uh, Aki's in the hospital, obviously grieving. You get to meet Aki's sister, which is uh, a little interesting and a little bit more of Kishibe training power and Denji. Well, we got a little tease of the sword in the um, the infinity hotel. Uh, Aki. Uh, was prevented from using it by Himeno. He was willing to use the, uh, I think they call it just the cursed sword because the cursed demon or the cursed devil is tied to it. The more you use it, the more you use, you lose life for years you, off you or something. You lose years, significant yeah. years off your life for using it. And uh, it's a cool ass weapon. Uh, oh, yeah. You get like, th- you get like three swipes and then the cursed devil will like just implode someone. But yeah, we find out that he used it when he, uh, there's a fight with the, the sword man. Uh, in the previous man. episode katana man sorry in in that sequence we find out that he only has two years left after his most recent use of the cursed sword yes on uh so we're just gonna i guess because we're coming close to time we're gonna speed run this last little bit i guess uh episode uh episode 11 we meet the future devil which is uh one of my favorites i just He's love, fun. I love the energy of the future <laughs> devil. He's going to party like it's 1999 every now. Year. Um, there is a translation thing in the books to the uh, anime where essentially the future devil tells Aki, uh, to, you know, look inside me. Aki sticks his head in and then oh, he yeah. says, yeah, he says, I want to be inside of you because you are going to die in the coolest way. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. the that's the actual translation. Or for, in or, the dub, they say he's going to die in the worst way possible. Yeah. No, in, in the original, yeah. So in the sub, he says, I, I want I want to be a part of you because I know how you're going to die and I cannot wait to see it actually happen. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's really excited to watch it. Um, we also get to see their next adventure for, uh, again, fighting the Gun Devil Lackeys. We are introduced to Best Boy uh, Fiend, Shark, Shark Boy. He is cool. It's the one with the shark for his forehead, Lewis, if you remember. Wow, I'm spacing on that one. I have no idea. There's also the spider. He only gets like he gets like yeah. 30 seconds of screen time, and then I, I'm, he I'm giving just you fades. some. I'm giving you some future information. Uh, best boy. All right, no arguments. We're not debating it. That's here now. It's okay. Best boy. Okay. They are also introduced to the uh, spider fiend, which is pretty neat to see. Yep. There is also the angel devil. It's a little bit of an oxymoron, but you cannot touch this one if you're a person because it basically will suck away your life force. Uh, just more cool fights watching Denji and Power after training with Kishibe for a while. Going at it, yeah. Just going at it and going to town. And who's the who's the fiend or the devil that they also have in their employee who has to wear the gas mask because he's too powerful? Fighting devil. He wears like a, a, yeah. a Renaissance he, doctor's yeah, mask. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's fighting fiend or devil. I'm not sure on which one it is, but essentially, like, think about gangs hanging out on the street to go mug people and beat people up. And they they have a poison mask on him just to kind of like reduce his power a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that episode is a fog for me. If anybody hasn't figured out yet, like the dynamic here is. Uh, Slade watches and he's a good boy so when he gets ready for these podcasts he rewatches stuff so he knows exactly fresh what to talk about <laughs> Josh does what he's supposed to do which is never watch this before so he watches I haven't seen this thing in over a year so uh, right. I just, I'm, I'm your everyman coming in casual and be like yeah let's talk about it and uh, I just pretty much nod my head and agree with everything because I probably forgot half the crap uh, I do not remember this episode vaguely I do remember the mask like that brought it back mm-hmm. the shark thing you said uh, blank. Shark fiend. He's best boy. So, so this this episode must have been must That's have. All you need. This, if I'm if if I remember correctly, there was an episode towards the towards the end that felt like nothing was happening, and I think, I think this was this it. episode. Yeah, this is the episode I think where they. Uh, it also has power and Denji do their surprise attack where they're they're doing the smart glasses. Yeah, like yeah. That's the highlight. I of vaguely the remember that. Than, yeah, it was just like a, a fun fighting filled episode just yeah to rile you up yeah other other than them um, aki also gets revenge that's right taking out the ghost devil and uh getting revenge for the death of himina oh that's right that that part i do remember that was a fucking amazing ass fight because yeah he he's now partnered with the future ghost or future devil which allows him to have faster than normal reflexes last one we finally get katana versus chainsaw round two that was a badass fight. It's an that awesome, was a badass an fight. Awesome goes fight. everywhere. Goes, goes everywhere. everywhere on the train <laughs> and everything else gets taken out by a chainsaw leg instead of the arms. It's you wild. get a smart conclusion to the big fight, which I appreciated because I was kind of like, I, I don't know that I'm interested in another attack on Titan where it's attack Titan versus armored Titan. And they're essentially <laughs> the same. And I, I appreciated that the training that Denji went through for the previous like three episodes meant something paid off in in a, in an important way. And then finishing off with kick to the nuts, shared bonding experience of a kick to the nuts. (laughs) Bonding by kicking the Katana devil in the nuts repeatedly. There's a lot that happens in the final, like four episodes, but it does kind of feel like one extended episode. Yeah. Can I just say, you can see the pure joy and glee in Aki's face when he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, this like, it's like he's finally letting loose. He's having yeah. fun. Yeah. The veneer's coming down. Cause he knows he doesn't have much time left anyway. So he's like, I'm going to enjoy this while I can. There's also a post credit scene where you are introduced to uh, what the fan community thinks is best girl. Rize. Not going to tell you anything else about her other than her name. So I obviously know no big spoilers, but mm-hmm. I need to know more about that dream sequence with the door. Don't open it. Just don't open it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, you don't. I'm guessing no, that I, can't the, tell you, I cannot. The potato you. dog chainsaw is not Pochita's true form and he doesn't want or they don't want Denji to see the true form. I cannot tell you anything. Can either confirm or deny. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, Slade? Rage! <laughs> Rage! <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not allowed to tell you anything further unless you I want mean, to sit down and read and i can send you a link to a sketchy website if you'd like to read it all i don't like sketchy websites 
Uh, I mean, just just like most mythologies, man. Like Norse mythology, you don't open the door. Uh, uh, oh, Pandora's box. Yeah, Pandora's box. So it was with Greek mythology. Yeah, you just you, you don't open the door, man. There's don't open till Christmas. It ain't Christmas yet. <laughs> we don't in the Chainsaw fandom. We do not talk about Christmas. Oh, we don't. We don't talk about Santa. <laughs> what have I uncovered? All right. <laughs> All right, so let's, Josh, what'd you think now that we're through what happens in these 12 episodes? Honestly, to me, they, especially if you read Chainsaw Man, it just, you'll start on chapter one, page one, and suddenly you're in like, you know, like chapter 30, and you're like, what the hell? How did this go by so fast? (laughs) I I think the first four episodes, like I said, are kind of like an extended pilot, which for a show like this with a really dense lore, uh, I think it is kind of necessary, and the, the pacing works well with the characters that they have. Uh, episodes like five to seven are really good. Like, I, like I said, the the idea of them just being supernatural police detectives and public servants going around while they have a, a quirky team dynamic with demons, fiends, devils, whatever, working alongside humans and just like the dynamic of becoming friends or at least contracting with a devil so that you can even the playing field is an interesting dynamic. Um, the final few episodes, like I said, feel a little bit more Attack on Titan, which having just rewatched Attack on Titan, I was like, I, I, I'm not ready to be this sad again. But I, it's not as heavy as Attack on Titan in terms of what the show is trying to say. I honestly don't know too much of what the show is trying to say beyond the whole like, like I just said, leveling the playing field kind of thing where you kind of have to take on some of the darkness if you want to beat the darkness so that others can enjoy the light like that feels a little bit kind of like what the show is going for but it doesn't get too far into it because it's more focused on denji as a character and seeing where he's progressing so like i i would like a little bit more motivation behind what the purpose is beyond just like oh these these devils exist in our world now because of fear and we're here to try and help the public like i want to i want to see a little bit more altruism or at least what they purport as altruism. Well, into it's, this it's, world. it's kind of there. Like you said, though, like the, the, yeah, they help, help the public by them figuring out that they make it packs and contracts with these devils. So it's kind of like what you alluded to. It's, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, lack of better terms. I had a better thought in my head earlier. Uh, you know, fight fire with fire, you know, the, the, the means to the end, unfortunately is there's a pact. People are going to lose their lives, but we fight to, you know, like you said, shine the light on the rest of the world. The rest of the world doesn't have to know that we exist. You know, we we we, we shield Here everyone. Come the men the... in black. Yeah, there you go. Minus a little, <laughs> minus a little clicker thing. So. It's also the uh, you know, the ultimate goal is taking down the gun devil. Yeah, I mean, and end goal there. Yeah, the the, the ultimate mass murder. But uh, yeah, outside of that, I think that's I think that's your thing. And then, of course, a story of you know all surrounded by Denji. Um, yeah and but like that feels like it's something that you can assume it never feels like something that is actually and and i think that's not necessarily something that needs to be said because again normie american audience person we get spoon-fed all this sort of stuff but the show has something more that it wants to tell us but it's not getting there yet at least in this first season especially because i think there's something really interesting with denji uh, because one of the first things that he and Aki disagree about is that Denji says, if a devil is nice to me, why would I not be friends with it? Or why would I not be nice back to right. it? And Aki's like, a devil's a devil, no matter who or what it is. And it needs to die. And so I think that is a really interesting concept that the show has not gotten into yet. Yeah. No, no, knowing anime, the, 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 the full picture is coming. Uh, my assumption is the parrot, the paradigm shift. I think you nailed it. The paradigm shift that'll come from Aki. Um, can we make bets on who dies next? Uh, if you would like to, I call Aki. Aki, I think Aki makes it to the. I I think if I I got really Minnesota there, Uh, (laughs) I think (laughs) Aki definitely makes it. (laughs) Oh, you got to get to the end there. You got to get to the end, don't you know? Don't you know? I, I think Aki makes it to the end just because it seems like something that would work where he used the sword one last time. Um, but it could also be in a bigger sacrifice to like save Denji in a moment well, at yeah. the end of, in, in the middle of season two. And, and, and that's why I say, cause they're playing that up. Then the fact how quickly they got rid of Himeno, like, 
and they were playing her they were playing her up like she's she's gonna be here a while she's gonna be the quirky like glue to the whole group keeping it together buddy she's buddy. gonna be yeah. the mikasa or the yeah and then all of a sudden yoink gone <laughs> yeah so um, i have a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna pull a little bit of that attack on titan where like and 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 um and the the show that everybody cared because they're a bunch of awful normies from hbo the dragons and the game of thrones, thrones that one um they're, they're gonna I, be plugged they're, they're gonna, gonna be plugging characters left and right man any of those no all right well that means i'm close <laughs> that means i'm close Aki's dying first episode next season i can die well here's the other thing i want to go ahead and kill for you is what i'm going to call the rize arc is going to be a movie apparently so they're doing this thing where they're doing a season then a movie then a season yeah, there's something big going on with her. I've seen memes of just her like face, just big old grin, like ah, like I know shit. So yeah, <laughs> we're also in this bit of uh, what's now called Chainsaw Man Part Two. So Chainsaw Man wrapped up on book eleven. So volume eleven, it wraps up, and now we're on Chainsaw Man Part Two. Uh, Denji does continue to be a character. I won't say that he's the main character anymore, but he's Chainsaw Man. How is he not? Mm-mm. But is he? What is it? Chase, Chainsaw Man Z? What the fuck are we? <laughs> <laughs> so how far into the how far into the manga did this season go? Real quick, con- we're, a, we're a quick context for for Josh there. Dragon Ball, I, Dragon, Ball, Dragon Z, Ball Z. I Dragon Ball Z. Okay, cool. <laughs> so this went halfway through. Uh, so books one through five, but only halfway through book five. Okay. So is the anime covering the first eleven books and then stopping then? I don't do know. know. No, I think it would continue on myself. I just think they're going to do the Rize arc as the movie and then go back to another season. But that's been like the popular thing right now to do. Like take Jujutsu Kaisen, for example. You know, they covered the intro in uh, 26 episodes, but then they did their movie and then they did another 26 episodes. So where would with the the Rize, Rizu? Rize. R-E-Z-E. Okay, with the Rize arc, where would that end in the manga, just for context? Books. It should end at the end of book six, beginning of seven. Of part two. Okay, so there no. So there would still be four books to go through oh, for right. se- what would be season two. Yep. It makes sense. Like, when you look at it physically, you know. Does it? With the books. <laughs> well, well, the way that it, yeah, to do, if you're going to do something like that, it makes sense to do it that way, yes. I, I guess. All right. Oh, man. The, the whole All part right, two thing's throwing you- me off. To, to finish out my thoughts with Slate, I will say this is a must-see. I think it is it is a lot of fun. It is something that uh, is different enough from, I think, other things. I do think the violence is a little too over the top for me, but I can live with it just because I do think the show is interesting enough to for me to just be like, all right, get, yeah, blood, guts, whatever, move on. I mean... You watched Deadpool. You were like, yay, that's blood and guts and stuff in portions of the fights. I, I don't think even Deadpool is as like. They throw a civilian through a freaking fan, dude, <laughs> or whatever that was he landed on. <laughs> Indiana Jones did that in 1983. Like, yeah, come on. Not as graphic. That's only because it was a German. No one cared. I mean, also fair. <laughs> <laughs> I should say oh, a yeah, Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, about to say. Yeah. No, no, no shade to our German fan. Fan. Singular. apparently Um, we're very popular in barbados we're in like top 15 in barbados so hi to our barbados listeners hi barbados i I did not see that coming (laughs) but uh but you know i agree must see um even if you don't read the books even if you read the books like the animation is just freaking chef's kiss and uh everything's done well they put a lot of care and love into this thing and uh like you said studio mapa uh like Unfortunately, it seems like they actually don't leave their studio with the recent allegations that get treated like crap. But, you know, we'll see. They're very talented folks. It's a shame. Pay them. Pay them. Look at what they do. God. Oh, I know. Uh, again, capitalism. this is a this is a must see, but I'm also going to push for a must read that if you've watched these 12 episodes, I would highly encourage you to pick up book five onward and continue reading. It, it's such no. a blast and it's so good. Uh, no, Fujimoto, that, that requires more than my my stream subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Fujimoto is a mad lad, knows exactly what he's doing, and he's created something beautiful. Uh, it, it's so good. So good. I would also recommend Fujimoto's other work, uh, Goodbye, Airy, 
I've heard. That's yes. a that's a one shot. You can just buy the one, read it, uh, hand it off to your friends. Really good. So usually at the end of these, uh, we would go into a discussion of what's the next thing coming. But on April 19th, we have Spy Family Code White coming to theaters. So that is our challenge this time around is going to the movie theater and going to see Spy Family Code White. Lewis, will you be joining us for that one? I mean, will you? As long as it actually comes to theaters over here, you know, who, who if knows? it's in our theaters, it's definitely something that I, I, Ricky and I will see. Ricky is very bought into the uh, your waifu show. Hell yeah, she um, should. <laughs> <laughs> your is waifu, best waifu. Your is definitely best waifu. She she wins the waifu challenges the the like not even on the card Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, if if yeah, if it's in theaters, you guys will we'll make it a double date. I'll grab I'll grab the wife and we'll go watch it and then there you go. Slade, you're welcome to come as well. Uh you know, the, the girlfriend <laughs> and I will have to grab a flight up there and we'll meet y'all at the theater. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here and uh get some sleep. Uh Slade, let everyone know where they can find you. Sure. Hello, my name is Slade. You can find me at most places at Slade Plays Games. I'm from the Game Club Pod, where we have a myriad of shows there's obviously game club pod where once every two weeks we discuss video games not too dissimilar to a book club currently in our running order uh we're short of two blokes from blighty the tim or at Wimbembo on everything is uh moving currently so i've been doing this little series called the dlc it's basically a little deep dive into some history of console exclusives that no one else wants to talk about and only i do Hopefully you enjoy those. I also do Between Two Pods, where you can catch me talking to all of Talking Smack at one time. Uh, I interview others. How it is. I I interview other podcasts on it. It's a great way to learn about other podcasters that you you wouldn't have heard of otherwise. And lastly, we have the Anime Quarter. I'm competing with Antonio from uh, the Cult Worthy for most shows, is what it is. I was about to say, do you have time to live? Like, that's eight? Yeah. podcast now yeah so it's life with no kids lewis remember yeah, those so, days i don't so it's in, been seven years man it's i don't so <laughs> in uh in the anime quarter once a month on the last saturday of every month we discuss a anime uh of our choosing with me pete and sky it's a lot of fun uh also to plug another show i was on casting views recently for who's coming to dinner that was a lot of fun you should also listen to casting views anyway it's a great podcast yes you should Dan is fantastic. One might say he's lovely. He's the lovely Dan from Casting View. <laughs> and Lewis, thanks so much for making the time to be out here. No, uh, no problem. Thanks, thanks for thanks for giving me some time to to live a little. That's like yeah, a definitely. minute. You can find plug. you can find me nowhere. I'm not important. <laughs> it's true. He's not even on our Discord. Which you can <laughs> you can join our Discord uh, at Talking Smack Pod. You can find a, an invite in the episode description. We are at Talking Smack Pod on all social media platforms, including Blue Sky, Instagram, Threads, Hive Social, Post News, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Lonnie's website. Don't forget we have our competition, or not our competition, our sweepstakes going, where you can submit uh, Talking Smackdown suggestions to our email at tsmackpod at gmail.com or use the hashtag Talking Smackdowns, S-M-A-C-D-O-W-N-S, and we will do a wheel of names and we will have the winner drawn for a copy, a Steam copy of Marvel's Midnight Suns. Thank you to Leo Allen for musical themes that you are hearing now. Thank you to Beppo, Beppo for our original avatars, Retro Ale Studios for our original avatars. I think Please they're trying like, to make subscribe. you wrap up. I think they're trying to make yeah, you wrap up. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, rate, review on your podcatcher of choice. And most importantly, thank you for taking the time to listen and take care. <laughs> Make sure you watch and Attack don't on Titan. <laughs> you weren't supposed and watch to Star Trek. You weren't supposed to agree with me when I said I'm not important. God. <laughs> Maybe read Chainsaw Man. Really good. <laughs> Sorry, Lewis. I didn't mean to hurt your ego. Less my ego, more my heart. <laughs> <laughs> You're important to me. <laughs>
ആ പറയു